0: Hey y'all, this is your host Elise Robinson with the Nobody Wants to Work Though podcast season two. I hope the stories inspire you to switch careers. I have done all kinds of interesting things in my life and I'm a firm believer if you only live once. Sit back and enjoy.
1: We are Switch Into Tech. Tech resources to accelerate your career in information technology. Monthly classes on tech topics. We offer free or discounted exam vouchers, scholarships, free Udemy courses, free events, free boot camps, and more. You can find us at
0: www.switchintotech.org. Hey, y'all, my name is Elise Robinson with the Nobody Wants to Work Though podcast. Today we have Dr. Christopher Slayton and. He's going to tell us about the education of science. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself, Christopher.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much, Elise. I am Dr. Christopher Kevin Slayton, and I'm proud to be here, happy to be here. I'm I'm happy to be here with you because you have excited me. I'm saying, um, yeah. So let me get through it because education and science, as you pointed out, is what I practice, you know, because I have, I could be called a displaced worker if you like to call me that because that's what happened to me as a young person. Uh, I went through the Marine Corps. That was my first experience with with, uh, formal employment. I mean, as a kid, I did have informal employment. That's me as a child working for companies, but not actually having any tax liability because I never was on the road. They just had child labor going on there. Uh, So uh, in the Marine Corps, I was able to begin to understand what was happening, what was happening to me, the experience of me, and then I had to understand the the uh, economics of of having employment. You know, I, I didn't understand money in terms of, of 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 salary and having money taken away from you, penalties, all these things as part of the education that I talked from, because my whole life turned out to be, you know, catch back up. Dr. Slayton, so when I say Dr. Slayton, I'm saying I practiced becoming a doctor before I became a doctor, you know? So that's that's the discussion I'm, I, I'm gonna be speaking from when, when you're talking about the workplace, because it's been a lot of work as an entrepreneur, understanding education, and then that be your platform to catching back up because the things you did in your childhood, you know, went the opposite direction and you were going the wrong way, so you missed out on a lot of interaction with, with my best, all my friends were intelligent. I never was around ignorant kids. I was around the smartest kids in the neighborhood. But my problem was my mother and father broke up and I went from here to the ghetto. And being in the ghetto, I had to figure everything out. You know, being attacked, being bullied, be, all those things, teasing, bullying, peer pressure, drugs. I had to figure all that stuff out. So I had to act other than myself, you know, out of the fear and the anger. I had to figure it out. So yes, Doctor Slayton has been well earned, from my perspective.
0: Yes. Um, I don't know if you spoke on it, but you you told me before we began that you were born and raised in Oakland. So I can't yes. even imagine what it was like growing up in like the seventies and eighties and the nineties. Um, during that time with the you know the drugs and and all that good stuff. So I I can't imagine navigating navigating that, because um, I grew up in the 90s, so, <laughs> yeah, sure. so we were like kind of at the tail end of all that stuff, and if you don't know, I'm born and raised in Sacramento, which is up the street from uh-huh. Oakland, um, mm-hmm. so I know Oakland w- very well, because I used to go all the time as a teenager and as a young adult, but um, but yeah, if you don't know anything about the Bay Area during that time, I, yeah, I, I feel for you, I do. <laughs> Um, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, So that's another very,
1: very puzzling question because I came from that community that you're talking about. I was surrounded by the Black Panthers organization like that. So community orientation, trying to figure out how to survive racism and, and, and 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 all those things that are hidden in California but are out in the open. Uh, Sacramento is a place that you go and you'd experience racism different from being in Oakland. I mean, I came up to an age where the Black Panthers, when they went to Sacramento, they were uh touted as you know radicals and you know had they, they rifles taken away. So I'm saying the experience of that culture is what lifted me up. It made me become more aware of what I had to be in order for me to survive. So dreaming, you know, I'm living a dream just in that environment around people that were really, really involved in community development and the experience. Even if I look at my basketball coach as a child, he was involved in other community events. So when I played played for him, I played for his image, you know? So the dream of just being significant, you know, and not being less than because that's what you're being told. Even in classrooms, you're being told that you're less than. So when when you talk about dreaming, I'm saying I'm a very feeling person. I've always been a caring person. So if you say something to me back then, I'm going to internalize it and work through it and do something about it. An activist trying to, okay, you can't make us feel this way. When Martin got killed, I remember, I'm at Lockwood Elementary School, Haven scores is right, right next door. The Haven School kids running through my elementary school, attacking people, and we're like, wow, what's going on? And then we find out that Martin had, had just been killed. Now, everything changed from that point forward. Even in 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 the streets of Oakland, I mean, you know. So we talk about dreaming, dreaming of of not being left behind, and understanding the education system that did not address your needs, but um, you had to move through because your mother and father told you, go back to school. Get, don't worry about that, you know. It's like when JFK died. I was sitting in front of the television. This is this is this what we're talking about, and the screen just went. Blank, you know, just saying, right? And then my mother and father come in there and they're, oh, wow, and they're talking about what happened to the president and all this and all. But those are the cultural things that I grew up under that gave me that sense of care beyond just myself. But when my father and father broke up, it had to be a self had to be found because self was hurt. So when I talk about the journey of dreaming, I wanted to win. So winning at whatever cost, my friends dreamed about, you know, high school. We were talking about, they were talking about uh, the bunnies and, you know, Playboy and owning this and owning that. And I'm sitting there saying, you know what? All I want to do, because I was an athlete, all I want to do is just win. You know, I'm listening to all these things. I never talked about the fabulous cars they did. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's a puzzling to me why I didn't just, you know, but in reality, if I, if I gave you this story another way, my best friend was Paul Hammonds. Paul Hammonds had all these visions, I stole his life. In the end, I began to live his life when he didn't come in the ring with me. I then, for, I guess, uh, association and trying to go to the next level, he, I embraced some of his thinking that he, he laid upon me. And that's how I began to get an education, even in Marine Corps, because that's what he was talking to me about as a, as a, as a kid growing up, mentoring me, trying to get me to understand, Chris, there's a better way. There's a... And so education, dreaming, just wanting to be an entrepreneur is where I am right now. And it didn't happen by accident. I had to practice self-recovery to get to understand the experiences of of these noises and sounds that were coming to me through people that cared about me that you're blocking because you're hurt and you said, "Nah, nah, that's not for me. That's for you. That's that's what you want." You know, I'm winning over here because I'm I'm dangling in the subculture, so I'm 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 doing all right, so so to speak. But I'm not because I'm not in the real world. You know, I'll say it that way.
0: Did, did I go off, off track? <laughs> no, it's, it's it's your interview. <laughs> I hope so. Gosh. No, you you said a couple of things uh that you know that that spoke to me about, you know, what you wanted to be when you grew up and you said you wanted to win and you know everybody's definition of winning is different. Um my definition of winning when I was like maybe 9 or 10, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Uh um, I used to go to the the library and check out these little stupid um horse and vet books and look at them and stuff. <laughs> So for me to be, you know, in tech and an accountant is is like way, way off off boat. But I learned that I'm lazy and I wasn't going to go to three-hour chemistry and physics and biology classes. So that was never happening, especially with the invention of the internet. I wasn't, I, I was like, I can get a degree online. Like, why would I have to go to school, you know? Um, but luckily, you know, I, I love tech and I love accounting, um, and accounting I, I chose because you can work anywhere in the world and no one can play me about my money. I, you know, I enjoy tax, <laughs> you know, and what you mean, you know, the revenue expenses, like I already know that stuff. You can't play me. You can't play me about that. So it, it, it fit with me, but like you said, the winning part. Um, I always wanted to retire early. So, you know, my my mother retired at 40 (laughs) and my father retired at 56. So if I can retire in between them, I would consider that to be winning. So that that has always been my goal is to is to retire early. I don't want to be working at 75. That's not something I want to do. I want to be laid up on my little Mexican. A beach drinking a margarita—that's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see—you kind of spoke on a little bit, but where did your career begin? What what you do? You didn't tell me what you were in the Marines. I don't know if it's secret or classified, but where did you start? And then where, you know, what prompted you to make the career change that you're in now?
1: Wow. Um, you know, gradually, from what you just now said, and as I translated into my experience, you know, it was it was different because I say again, the culture, the cultural events were defining my sensibilities as a functional functional person. I, what I mean by that is that um, I didn't dream like this because I was more grounded. And understanding that when you go to school, I'm not being taught to be something that a doctor, lawyer, type of thing. I'm I'm being taught, and my experience is being broken. You know, you're broke. You know, like I was in a classroom, my second grade. This is my new book coming out, but you know, and the teacher and I had a question, and this is doing the, the Martin Luther King and and, and 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 Malcolm and, and the Black Panthers activities, you know, in 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 the in the environment. And I said, now why do we call people white or black? Why why do we do that? And she said, oh, shut up, Christopher. That's stupid. And I'm like, what? You know, because I'm trying to figure out. You know, I said President Kennedy got shot. You know, I'm trying to a kid trying to make sense of these adults and these behaviors. And I'm saying. That stole a part of me, you know, inside the academic environment. It stole a deep, it wounded me. And I'm sitting there saying, when? Because I knew what I was giving up when I walked out that classroom. I knew that I was, because my friends were telling me, Chris, you can't know, Chris. And I'm, I'm sitting there saying, no, that was, that's." The, and I'm, I'm a young kid, you know? And I'm saying to you that moving forward, it just collectively began to become a part of me. I'm not gonna let them destroy me. Now I'm saying, this is a white teacher, so I'm looking at white people like this. All y'all, even though I learned in the Marine Corps, that's not how it is, but back then as a child, I saw white people as being destructive to my spirit because when I look at my pictures in my family's history, they're looking like, you know, they're trashy, you know, there's no energy. There was nothing in those pictures, but 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 you know, and I'm saying, wow, you know, it, is that is that for me? And you turn on the TV, what are you looking at? You know, pimps, hoes, things. I mean, like, no, no, that's that was not me. So you know, dreaming, dreaming is winning, winning what? Winning your sense of self, not letting them destroy that, because that's what those movies were saying. When you listen to other kids talk about it, that was self destruction. You know, girls jumping in the in the, in the lifestyles just because they believe that that was it for them. No, no, no. There's more, but you see, that's dreaming, right? When you when you when you're surrounded by chaos and yet you see something that's better, they may not see it like you see it because they're inside the system program thinking. I will take all this and suck all this up, get the best grades, get into college, and I will take off and fit in. But then you're seeing doctors, lawyers inside these communities that are marginalized, okay, because they're inside, but they're leaders inside the community, but they have no true voice. We now talking about Martin in the march on the Capitol. I'm saying, what? how does this all make sense now? The reason why I can rashly talk like this is because I was on the ground with the Black Panthers. They were in my neighborhood. So I was learning about what was happening to us, just sitting around listening to them talk. Being at Greenman Field doing the Patty Hearst situation. I was uh, observing what was happening to black people. Okay, and 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 to this day, I still, I still don't believe what happened to Huey Newton. Why? Because I met him. And I know that the deteriorating factors of a, a lost sense of feel for self, where you've been abandoned. And I also interviewed Wilson Rounds, the first state superintendent of California, who told me the role of a superintendent is worsened because you cannot define your path in relation to your community because when you turn around, you don't have a community. When I walk aside that door, all I got is me. And my community is not stepping up like a community to back me up. So if I try to speak this way or that way, I just can't do it because I have no support. And I'll be out of here in the next on the next, you know. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about winning. We're talking about winning, winning what? Winning self-destiny, you know, manifest destiny, winning control of your own life. Okay, where you're able to take care of you because of things you practice doing with other people okay and you learn how to move through their chaos self has chaos other people have chaos the drama that's what that's what winning is about winning is about understanding you're in this and nobody's on your team unless you're winning and you can't win if you're not over here in government you can't win so you understand that okay but how you how do you manage that anxiety, that emotion, that 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 thinking, inside, outside the box, and still survive. Okay, that's my childhood becoming an adult, getting through the Marine Corps. I'm evolving. You know, I go through these workplaces, post office. I go through um, the Department of Treasury. I, I mean, these are government agencies, and I'm saying, you know, I'm supposed to be. I'm a veteran. I'm supposed to be safe. Why? No, you're not safe. Why? Why aren't you safe? Because you're talking about Black empowerment you're talking about people empowerment, not just blacks it was it was I was advocating for Filipinos, whites wh- whoever else was inside that same labor situation where you're not being uh, appreciated for the work that you're doing and instead you're getting all these nasty jobs and being left behind in terms of promotion so forth so on no that's that's not the black experience but 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 that's the black experience. You know, so the workplace just didn't didn't work for me. It didn't work for me because I refused to accept, you know, being punished for my labor for performing and then asking questions and saying, "No, you got to stop this," and telling them, "Look at look at my performance rating. How are you going to know I am doing what you asked me to do?" But you're telling me I got to accept all this other stuff in addition to that. So becoming the entrepreneur, it was happening. It was formulating. You know, my dad was an independent trucker. I loved going to work with him outdoors, and he was very competitive. You know, these trucks—you see him on the road. He was always trying to get his load, daring back to get his the maximum amount of loads per day to, to get the maximum amount of pay. You know, and so that experience of 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 him, you know, and me being in the truck with him, and then at lunchtime we out there, and he's ser- he he's serving. Um, uh, ham and chicken sandwiches and all this kind of stuff. And I'm experiencing him, you know, and I'm listening to to him and he's around white men and and, and, and they're upset because he drives his truck and tries to beat them and get the most out of his truck. I mean, they would block him in the morning. They do stuff like that. Now I'm not, what I'm talking about is the black experience, but in terms of competing, in terms of competing, for your share. Now, if he was white, that'd have been acceptable. But we're talking about a child who, who who is being formally introduced to, well, that's what I gotta overcome. So you're dreaming of being a doctor, but you you see doctors that are being marginalized at the same time. I'm not saying they don't have the 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 um prestige. They had the prestige, but they didn't have the rest. They didn't have real power. Eli Coast. They put it very plainly. It's a glass ceiling, so in my community, that glass ceiling is really low for doctors back then. You know, So you could be a doctor, but you're not earning anywhere near what white people are earning or you're not getting the same contract. So yes, you got an education, but what are you doing? Practice education. No, that's what I learned. Practice education. You don't go to school to get a job. You go to school to get a entrepreneurial practice that you can do because education is the platform that the labor market utilizes to set up products and services. So if you study education, you learn education, you become an entrepreneur by transferring. Now, if I'm talking about human science, I'm talking about communication systems. So I'm talking to you about all the platforms of, of the high-end technology, because that's what they're doing. They're communication platforms. So if you go to school, and you practice education, you're practicing informing your brain, okay? And if you're informing your brain, you're gonna discipline your body, why? Because you have to, because it requires focus. And what is focus, okay? So I'm saying to you, that's 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 the recovery. You practice education. If you practice education, you have to receive the information, okay? So where I was blocked as a kid, I was open as an emerging, Adult, why? Because I knew I had to become more informed in order for me to successfully be who I am and not refuse to be black. No, because that's that's a that's a huge carrot for me. That's a huge carrot. Don't be other than who I don't, you know. I walk in classrooms, I never dumb me down. You'll never see me walk in a classroom and dumb me down. I don't care if it's an Asian, white, African. I don't care who you are, I'm not going to numb me down. You're going to deal with my intellect, you see? And I'm not saying I'm better than you. I'm saying that I will not marginalize my sense of self that I've been building over all my life to be in this room. To bow down to you because you think this is you're over here because everybody says you this. And I'm not being disruptor. I'm, I'm not going to be cursed. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm not going to sit there and listen to you be fool the environment because of your power and authority. I am, therefore I must speak forward and let people know I practice education out loud, knowing participation is based on performance. So if I perform and other young people like me at that time Observing me, they're learning how to participate in public spaces in a classroom, even, and display their intelligence, and not dummy down. Because these people are telling the professors what happened to me. Telling the professor, he's he's too much, and so I get. You know how they do the grading system. He gives me a C. I deserve an A, but he tells me. Well, everybody in the classroom is upset. And so I'm going to give you the C for your own benefit. I'm like, what? You know, no. See, so succeeding, succeeding, surviving who you are from the inside out, not letting them take that from you because when they do, you can't, can't be a family leader no more. Why? What you going to leave? How are you going to lead from? You just abandon your sense of feel for self. How are you going to get it back? No, because you are an intelligent person. And in my Experience, I've come across a lot of intelligent people who are on drugs because they dummy down and they regretted it. They regretted the fact that they gave in to the pressure not to be who they are, okay? Because we don't own anything, enough of anything. So I'm saying, going back to Wilson Rouse, I'm saying you walk in the room and you find yourself alone, what do you do? Stand up. No, be counted. Why? Because I came through. Huey Newton, Black Panthers, and many, many other community-based organizations that said you can, you can be a good thinking person. I'll give you my last mentor, she's passed now, Marie Fielder, a woman, mentored me. And she was one of the first graduates of Chicago School, University, and also from Berkeley. You probably know her. And one thing she told me, don't be a bloom bloom. I'm helping you get your doctorate. Do not be another bloom bloom. Meaning, do not walk in the room and feel the intimidation and reduce your intellect to fit in. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about you understanding the moment and handling that pressure and and understanding if you're wrong, accept it. But if you're right, That's winning. That means your brain is in the lead of your body. And everything that you've been practicing is forward, not backward, forward. And so those that are observing can learn and move forward through you. No, because that's how I got here. That's what I'm saying. By observing my community, the people that were were stepping up, coaches, all those people. That's why I'm here. That's why I became an entrepreneur. Because they... Gave in to less than, you know. So I have a coach that's on my wall right now, Cersei. Beautiful person, hooked on crack cocaine before I even got to high school, because he had to figure how to fit in, and it demoralized him. So I'm talking about, you know, the spirit of 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 uh, dreaming. But it has to be a practice because you, if you if you come from a community that's that's under attack, dreaming, you know, is not not the normal thing. It's it's a higher calling. If you're participating, if you're paying attention, it's a higher calling because of what you're observing, and and all the stuff that's happening. Before I graduated from high school, most of the kids I knew in East Oakland were dead. I'm talking about the ones that were in my circle. They were dead. Involved in the drug thing, and I was in Oak, East Oakland at the beginning of 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 the drugs coming into the black community. Okay. I was I was at the beginning of that, so I I watched girls, boys that I grew up with hooked on drugs. Okay, so that helped me understand and define the parameters of my dream. My dream to be above that, but in that, but not caught up in that. You know, and step up and stand. Up. So when I walk in a room, I teach my kids, you don't dummy down. Because once you dummy down, you feel less than You got to pick yourself back up. I'm talking about in the same room. Because the next minute might be the question you've been waiting for them to ask you. But now you got to power back up. Why? Because you're the dummy down. Now you got to deal with all that peer pressure. Because you have told them that you're this. But now you're going to perform like this. No, you got to perform all the time. We're talking about human intelligence, where that's what education is supposed to be. Informing the brain, you are technology, but we don't get that in the black community. We get everything other than. That. But, but when you go, my daughter, white school, yeah, it's inside the curriculum. You are a technology. They don't have to tell you because they're showing you that you are technology. And we expect this out of you. No. So I'm, I'm going to stop right there. Did
0: I, did, I, did I answer the question or did I go over? You caught me while I'm trying to drink my apple juice. <laughs> I feel like I'm two. <laughs> um, yeah, sure. Like I said, it's your podcast. Wow. <laughs> oh. Hey, uh, um, you, you started it. You started it. No, you,
1: you, 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 you led.
0: touched on a lot of good stuff. And I have to say, you know, my parents never taught me to, to dumb myself down at all. Um, they, they knew from an early age that I was very headstrong and independent and, and, uh, stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's, that's definitely gotten me into trouble, uh, a, a lot of times, a lot of times, but, one thing i would never do is is dub myself down i mean i've i've had all kinds of crazy experiences in my life and it's to the point i tell people i was like i, I moved to a country where i didn't know anyone didn't speak the language nobody looked like me and i mean i i didn't did some things okay and what else, what else could you throw at me and and, and try to tell me and, and do anything to me? I mean, I'm I'm a bad bitch, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like what what would I ever be scared of? What what would I ever be scared of? So it's like, do do with that information what you will, but I'm a I'ma shoot first and ask questions last. That's that's the type of stuff I'm on. But um but, yeah, like, uh, I don't know when you when you have that type of experiences, I think that energy comes through, um because I was telling someone the other day, I was like, you know what i've never I've never been in like a fight. <laughs> I you know, people are like I've been in all kinds of fights growing up as a kid and stuff, and I was like i've never I've never been in a fight, and I think. That energy comes across that, you know, I'm 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 crazy or something, you know, but um but hey, it, it is what it is. And you know, you you just you just build off of it from there. And I hope that energy still comes through when I'm 80 years old. <laughs> Nobody fucks with mm-hmm. me then either. But <laughs> um let's see, next question. Um I don't know how I want to frame this, but what was the process on getting to, to, you know, where you are now? Um, what certifications did you get? What degrees did you get? Um, you you talked a little bit about the mentors and and uh, you know, what 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 got you to where you are now?
1: Good question fascinating that I didn't catch that earlier, because that's what I was talking through, using education, junior college, Laney College, Professor Appleby, Miss Johnson, all these professors, right, took me in understanding this guy has potential, but he has to be tamed, but not controlled, but brought into the real world. So at Laney College, I began to study black economics, because these professors were counseling me to go to specific classes to learn about the Black experience. But within the context of economic development, because when you're coming through a subculture, you end up poor when you get caught up in it. But when you begin to apply the economics to it, then you're, you're entering an entrepreneurial type of area because that's what you, know, you go back and you look at um, Some of our most prestigious leaders back then, W. Bois, you know, building a newspaper and, 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 and creating a movement from that. He was an entrepreneur. You have a lot of entrepreneurs that came through the system, right? Harriet Tubman, another entrepreneur. You may not think of her that way, but that's what she was doing. She was doing something that was needed that many, many people would pay for and did. And that became her, her vehicle to prestige. Okay, so I'm saying to you, at Laney College, learning about the Black experience, but then understanding at that level that was the economic component. I got an A degree. I didn't even go to the ceremony because I said, and I was taught, that's just the beginning and AA doesn't do anything for you because a lot of people go to go to your college, they get to AA, they think they done, done it, they can go away. No, that's just the start of your credential, okay? So I got the AA and went on to Sac State, right? Majored in corrections, not because I wanted to be a cop, because I'm in community-based corrections, right? That's what, theoretically, I'm talking about what the degree is supposed to do for me. Help me correct the community, wrongs that's going on. So community-based correction is why I went into that. I learned about law enforcement and, and nursing and all these other peripheral institutions. You know, more importantly, I learned about the, the caging system, the prison, childhood of prison pipeline, and all these types of things I was learning about. But it was relative because I was coming out of Oakland. I wasn't in Oakland. My mom moved me to North Carolina, not North Carolina, but North Oakland. Let me me add that because she took care of us. She went to the ghetto and moved us out of the ghetto to North Oakland to save our lives, and she did. Okay, so community-based corrections, I got a degree there in community-based corrections. I was already in schools practicing. I was already holding seminars, summer camps, things like that for children and families, okay, to help improve academic performance through language arts. And the way I teach language arts is as performing arts. So you're talking about reading, writing, acting, and performing. Script, you write. You you have to perform at every single level. So it's activity-based learning. So when you come to the camp, you're gonna be doing things all day, and then I take you to fire departments, car lots, housing projects that are being constructed to give you that sense, that a sense of the why, of the why, so you begin to understand how these things are supposed to work, so you're not just dummying down and postponing your understanding if you are, well, this is what you're looking to do. Don't go buy a used home. Think about a brand new home. Don't go get a used car. Think about a brand new car doing those types of things, community-based corrections. As I was moving through it, I also did some work with teachers in schools, uh, teaching children how to read, things of that sort, entrepreneurship. Um, Again, it was evolving through the practice of going to those classes and taking the concepts and going to library and implementing those things simultaneously in my own house. My my daughter was born with her her uh, a disrupted stomach was in her chest, and so she had to go through all. But but I totally embraced the education to teach her how to learn to learn while injured and hurt. Slow learner because of her birth difficulties, but helping her to buy in, she never experienced a negative flow of energy from her father her whole childhood. So I understood she was resting her future on believing her father's love and care. And that's the entrepreneurship as a dad. You want your kid who is an underperformer, never to realize they're an underperformer, but to move through it and deal with the ups and pains, but the confidence that I can. And that's what she did. As she would break down in one class, she built herself back up because I can. Because when she came home, we worked on those things. And so we got through them. So I use education, I apply education, the science of education I'm talking to you about in ref- reference to talking through my daughter and learning how I could possibly help her improve her ability to move through me, her mother, and the other things that are that are involved in her day-to-day. So that's degree one, BS degree, community-based corrections with a lower degree in, uh, what was it? Welfare, social welfare. Yeah, social, because remember I'm, I'm community, right? I'm a bleeding heart. So yeah, social welfare, correction. I went from there and got a master's in education. I was already practicing becoming a doctor at that point. So I was already, when I went into the the program, I already had my thesis work, already done, right? So that was a breeze. So I I didn't have to worry about that, but I'm already an entrepreneur. That's what I'm saying, I'm already an entrepreneur. I got involved with a a, a professor that nobody liked because he was an African-American who had a stroke who used to be, you know, the bomb, but once he had a stroke, he did not deal with it. So he declined in terms of his sense of feel. That's where I learned it. Working with him. He lost his sense of feel for self and became abusive and alcoholic and all those things. But he talked to me. okay, And he told me, you don't go to school to get a job. You go to school to practice what you think you're learning. Now, So when you graduate, you got your degree, plus you got a business. That's in the undergraduate component that I carried into the master's component. So once I got there, I was already practicing. So I'm in a classroom, I never experienced any letdown because I was already performing. So other people were in teaching and all this. I was talking from a community-based education perspective and being in the classroom, and understanding when they're talking about behavior and minds and all that, I'm talking about no action learning. The mind is not the brain. The mind is reflective capacity of the brain's defense mechanisms built up over the years as part of your labor management so that they program a state that you have to perform through. That's why everybody says about the mind. But the mind is memory stored for what purpose from the experience of the environment the environment is stimulus and your response is stored in a state of mind body mind no i'm talking brain body because you have to learn how to change choose comprehend change that's what we do as human beings what you're talking about we have to choose to comprehend the need to change and be changed by the things we experience and that's the brain but when you lock it down you stuck in one job, <laughs> you scared to leave that one job. Why? Because that's your state of mind. They talking. me, they talking me your state of mind. And you don't know how to recreate because you're not talking about the brain. The brain recreates, that's what we've been talking about. My brain will, will create and recreate and recreate. And even if it's not acceptable, it will adjust, 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 modify. And the peace that you get through is sufficient because of all the space that's there these space because nobody else is willing to dare try so you're still operating at a high level because everybody who matters i'm talking about the decision makers they're looking at like wow it's pretty damn thing. i had an interview once the guy was all marked but 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 this is what i do human system science this is what i do he is in education and i'm talking about he was well, I, I don't know where have you been i've been right here I've been right here and I've been talking like this and doing all this, but you know what you do. When I, yeah, you sick the law on me, you sit the <laughs> wait a minute, don't laugh now. You say you sick IRS on me, you sick the, the the better business bureau on me, all those things on me. So so that I'll get a notice. You better you better stop. You better you better catch yourself. You you're upsetting people because you are performing. You're really performing. You are performing, not acting, you are really really performing and you have you're doing things that we can't do or that we don't understand when you talk about human science you talk about neuroscience we're talking about a sense of feel for self right which is a neurophysical you the neurophysical you so we're talking about a sense of feel for self they don't teach you that a sense of feel right that's the body brain that's your outside physicality, that's observable in the invisible you, your neurological systems interacting through your sense of feel for self and the brain to discipline you because you're aware of your body and what your body's doing. Talk about the mind, how does the mind change that? The mind don't change that. The mind says, you stay like you are and let them change. I mean, how many of us is caught up in that? No, you're gonna change, you're the one that's going. No, you change because that's what you are as a human being. You change, you evolve, and you become other, what we're talking about, other dimensions of yourself and higher and higher levels of functionality and leaving everybody behind without even, because you're performing. What are you performing? Information processing. What level are you performing at? The highest possible. Why? Four variables I talk about all the time. You learn to move through the negative contact. Interaction, that's your brain body. Contact, interaction. Now the cooperation is through your sense of feel for self. Care about you. Enough about you to understand I must process this information, even if it hurts, because I must experience change in my state of mind. And if I can experience change in my state of mind, I can reset my sense of receive path to move through the next level. I don't forget what happened, but I'm not caught up in what's happening. Anybody just not? No, that's human system science. No, that's human system science. That's you as a human being, understanding your brain, body and senses are the messages of more than just what you see because that's your messaging systems, right? That's transferring all this information throughout your whole system and creating these dimensions of you that allow you to read, write, talk, draw, act, perform at hired basketballers. I mean, the 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 getting caught up in the moment. Oh, that's because you are channeling the flow of energy, action, and feelings, and your brain says enough. Boom, you're in the zone. But it's because your brain is the leader of the body. See, that's how come. Rose got hurt. I'm talking about the Chicago kid. He got hurt because his brain was the to his body. He was doing things he couldn't do because he didn't believe. So when he came down, his leg went this way and the body went that way. And he's injured. Okay? Same thing we can say about John Morant. His body is doing all these things and how he hurt his shoulder because his brain was in the lead. He believed in his talent, but he didn't believe in his brain. His brain, he has to be limbo. You no, know, because when you come down, when you jump up, you know you got to brace yourself. That's your brain. Brain tells you, look, this is how you got land. And you just out there just trying to say it's you. Lost sense of feel for self. Trying to say it's you, no, it's your brain. It's your brain through your sense of feel for you, care for you. Listen to me after your brain is saying, to your sense of feel for self, the brain. No, because you're not taught that because they say you got a mind. And if you hear a voice, you're crazy, right? So let me ask, I ask people, I ask my students, what is the mind and what does it feel like to think? Oh, what do you hear? Is that me talking to you or is that you talking yourself? And what are you talking through? No, you, know, you got to be grounded, right? Grounded through understanding that I feel myself considering the moment I'm in. Brain talk. Okay. Where's your mind? That's your behavior pattern. I just that's your behavior pattern. That's what you want to change. Your behavior pattern. Your mood. See, see the devastation. So no, I I, I am an entrepreneur because not because I say so, because I practice education
0: and science. You touched on a couple of things. Um, more so, I I like that you said, and I realized this when I was in college, is that you go to college and while you're in college, you should be training to be entrepreneur. (laughs) And I figured that out. Uh, My parents gave me an ultimatum. They were like, well, you go to college or you be entrepreneur or you get a job. I did all three when I was in college. Um, I had a web development business, um, that lasted until the economy got crap, um, in 08, (laughs) um, with the housing situation. Um, but I was definitely making money. I was making good money. And, um, especially for someone that still lived at home and I was in school. And then after that, I got, I got a, my, my first, uh, government job, which didn't last long because I got in a car accident, um, a very bad one and I had to quit. So, um, So, yeah, I like that you said while you're in school, you should be an entrepreneur because, I mean, that should be the best place. That should be the best place to do it. I mean, you know, you're getting, I don't want to say free housing, but subsidized housing to an extent, Um, food and all the other kind of stuff. You can experiment and you can fail and no one should be laughing at you because you're young and stupid. Right. (laughs) So, you know. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I used to go to, um, mixers. I was 20 years old and I would go to these mixers that were for 21 and plus because they were giving out free alcohol. And so I would bring alcohol home to my parents and stuff. And they're like, where'd you get this from? I was like, from the mixer I would go to. But I would go in my little, my little beat up Saturn and go to these mixers, um, And that's how I would get my clients. And I was terrified. I ain't gonna lie. I was 20 years old. Like, I didn't know about going out and and talking to people and try to get business, but I learned a lot, a lot. I used to, I used to get these suits from, um, from New York and company and they were these pinstripe suits. They were cute. And I would go out there and, and, and get, get customers and stuff like that. And I had the freaking time of my life and it, it, it taught me a lot um, at the young age of 20. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree with you that college shouldn't just be for, for education. I mean, you know, it should be for experimenting more so on the entrepreneurship level. And if you can take you some entrepreneurship classes, I tell people all the time, you need to be minoring in business, (laughs) you know, um, because there's going to be a point that comes in your life where you may be forced to be an entrepreneur, you know? Um, and once you have that experience, no one can take it away from you and you could jump right back into it very, very easily. Um, so yeah, there's, there's that. Um, you said something else. I need to get out my little, my little board so I can write stuff down, but, uh, but yeah, that one really stuck out to me. And also, you were talking about when you first started in the in the seminars and stuff. And um, I didn't I didn't think of that when I were in my early twenties. But that would have been something that would have really probably pushed me over the edge. Is the seminars? And I do the seminars now. I started when I was working at at Microsoft because I figured it gave me street cred. <laughs> you know, how to do your LinkedIn and how to do your resume and all the other kind of stuff. Um, cause I was recruited off of, off of LinkedIn. And, um, I figured if, if, if somebody's reaching out to me on there from a big, big organization, then I got something to sell. Um, and so I started off doing those type of, of seminars and that's how I built up a list of people that I can pull from and sell to. Um, so seminars are, are really, really great. Um, when you have an idea and a topic that you can speak about and people really, really want to listen to, um, my first seminar had two people in it. (laughs) Two people. And then I built it up to over 150 at one time, which is crazy. But, uh, but yeah, that that stuck out to me too, you know. Um, but outside of that, what are some tips and some tricks that you would give someone that wanted to be in your in your career? Um, what did you wish you knew when you started at the beginning? You kind of touched on it where you were like, you, you were stubborn, you were hard ass and a hard head and, you know, you had to get through that. And uh, there's someone that's been through that too. I think we all have to, but, but yeah.
1: One person that stuck out to me as you were talking, I got to say his name because you're from Sacramento and Aubrey Stone, you know, was one of my download mentors, you know, in terms of understanding that transition from going through my, mentors at Laney College and then coming across him and his his way of seeing the economics of the black community and and understanding he was doing uh, seminars as part of his platforms and, and I never I never got interwoven into them because they were programme situations and I'm a process variable. but I always think and thank him because behind the scenes he was talking and telling me a lot of things. Christopher, take the high road you know I, I that's that's one of the most significant dynamics that an elder ever told me was about taking the high road and what was meant when he said take the high road because he saw that i was you know i was an animated individual strong minded you know and i needed to understand how to move through the people, you know, and let them have their space without dummying down, because in his format, you had to dummy down. That's why I never fit in, because I would never dummy down, because you learn that that's what the school system does to black people. It makes you dummy down, and when you get to college, you're waiting on someone to push your button to say the right buzzword, and you're sitting there in the seat. But you, you don't. it's like when I was coming for a kid, I said, I fell behind. Well, these kids fall behind the classroom because they're waiting to perform, to get the permission to perform. Okay. So I learned as I was moving through him, I learned how to take the high road, for sustain because I had to remove myself. No, you remove you, but you don't leave. You remove you from the equation and power up. Okay, I mean, again, we're going back to the dream of winning. If you want to be a winner, you have to understand the circumstances that are involved surrounding the game you're in and play the game, but don't give in to the demons that are in the game to take away your talent, the flow of your talent. Because, see, we're talking about information flow, energy, action, feelings, the flow. That you have to have is you go from one room to the next because it's all competitive. I mean, when you sit down with your your family, they shooting at you. They they call it game. You 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 don't call it game. You call it dead time because you don't. Last thing you want to do in a family situation is have to have a business interaction. You know when you gotta you gotta tell them, look, y'all gotta let me be in the room because I'm not gonna be like you. I'm not gonna I. No, that's what education is. No, I'm, in my, my, don't, don't be less than yourself in front of what's supposed to be your support network because you want them to aspire to understand the reality of America. You cannot power down because you break down the flow of your energy, action, and feelings in the environment that they rely on. They don't understand that. That's why you admire me. Because I keep the flow of energy, action, and feelings fluidly moving through you, and it's inspiring, but yet, like Eli Cole said, demoralizing because you're not ready to compete at that level. Okay, take the high road. Don't take the high. Remove yourself. Stand and play, but let them have their space. But you're still performing, but you didn't. You didn't know because everybody appreciated he removed himself, so I ain't got to deal with him no more. But look what he did. Okay, that's, that's acceptable. He didn't do it here, but he is doing it here because it's where it started. He didn't give in. He just removed himself. He performed. You know what he's about. You, you know how he does it. Now he's over there doing it all over again. So I left worked with the chamber and went to, went to uh, Merced County. Did the same thing. He got in trouble with superintendents and all the stuff. That's a whole other story. But no, I'm saying to you that That's what we're talking about. That's what you're talking about. When I I receive your information processing, you're telling about the experience of going, saying, I am. And no one's going to knock this out of me. I'm going to survive. I will survive this. And at the end of the day, like you said, when I'm 70, people will respect what I have built in me and share it with them. And look at all of you that bought in that are doing much, much better because of the experience of you. I can say that about every one of my brothers and sisters right now. Not one of them are poor. Not one of them are poor because of what I'm talking to you about, the example. And not remove yourself because that's Eli Coast. That's bitterness. Okay. Let them be better because they couldn't go to school and figure it out and become a high achiever, okay, outside the box. We're talking about in the box, behaviorism in the box, outside the box, and excel. In the box and outside the box, you're winning. That's what winning is. Being able to go inside the box, handle your business, and still perform over here, handle your business. At the end of the day, yes, you're alone, but you're really not alone. You're not alone. Because what are you doing? You're a leader amongst people that are afraid to follow because they're afraid to lose what they got. But they're using you as the example in closed doors. And that's what life's all about. You know, teach one, reach one, keep the community growing and evolving. We just keep coming. Like I'm saying to you, you just keep coming. You're not gonna stop. You're gonna keep coming. And they are watching. And they are building that flow of energy, action, and feelings through every time they see you. And probably they reach a point where they say, okay, she's right. He's right. And we don't want forgiveness. We just want you to understand we live in America. We can't dumb me down. We can't dumb me down. Why? Because the minute we dumb me down, everything off ancestors have four five for you know you don't know how many lives you change I don't I can't count the number of lives I'm changing because of the person I am when I walk inside these rooms and I go to I go I've been to seminars in Atlanta I walk I sit in the front I don't sit in the back I sit in the front and I can hear the chirp, chirp chirp and I can hear the people behind me saying oh he's a real deal he's a real deal Okay, being black in America, he's a real deal. I'm not the one that's in the power seat, but I'm I got the power, but I understand where I'm there. I understand how to move through that environment. But more importantly, I'm talking about the community effect of me being in the front row or unknown, but handling it. Because how many of our kids go to go to university and sit in the back of the room? You no, know, Eloise Johnson taught me that. No, get your butt out of the back seat, get in the front room. Okay. Get in the front room. Don't sit in the back of the bus. Sit in the power seat and handle that pressure. No, why? Because your brain is manifesting itself at higher levels of focus and concentration because your defense mechanisms are working and you hear and feel everything. Teasing, pulling, peer pressure, right? You're in the moment. What are you going to do? Chew, comprehend, and need to change and be changed, and then remove yourself because you had your effect. Everybody in the world knows. Now I've been in a classroom where I've gone, I've been in a classroom where one of the girls I went to school with who was a high-flying A student was in the room and had the opportunity to watch me perform, so I got feedback. I got positive feedback about the growth cycles and what the expectations were when I was going through the childhood experiences, so I say at the end of the day, the real dream is what you've been talking to me about, moving through all that and understanding you have defined your own world. No, because that's what that's that's no that's that's that, that's why I take my hat off to our young people today, because that's what they're doing. They're creating that frontier themselves. No, no, it's it's unimaginable, but that's what we're talking about. Letting your praying be in the lead of your body. It don't don't let them shape your behavior, and you be that because you're programmed to believe that's you. That's not you. See you. How many hats did you wear? How, how many rooms you walk in? And now, how many more rooms can you walk in today day because you kept it moving? No, that's that's what that's winning. That's winning because at the end of the day. When I die, I will die as Christopher Kevin Slayton. Well, he was this, he was that, he was a black man, a black intellectual, and a, an academic. He was a scientist. He was no, 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 no. This, you know, doubt. You know, even my family, they don't. People that don't like me. They know he is the real deal. That's important. When you come from where we come from, and you know, in order for you to walk in a room and display your intellect publicly, you gotta be willing to take the consequences. People are gonna hate you because you dare display your intellect amongst other ethnic groups and allow other people in your community to see you do it and be inspired by it and not be afraid Because the next moment, they're going to be the ones knocking at your door. I'm talking about Wilson Rounds telling you, you can't do that. You got to stop that. Because we have to work harder. You're making us work too hard. No, I'm making you wake up to the reality that our community will always be behind unless we step up and participate at the highest levels publicly. Because we are neurophysical systems. Everybody can see us. And when we dummy down, They definitely see that.
0: That's what I'm saying. All right, um, Dr. Christopher Slayton. um, We can wrap it up. You can give us a a closing statement. Where can we find you? Um, Anything you're trying to sell? All all that good stuff. (laughs)
1: My, my new book is coming out, Brain Talk, right? It's going to be on Amazon. It's supposed to drop on Monday, right? Um, I have a website, DrSlaytonLive.com. That's attached to that drop. I also have the Brain's Body I've been talking through, okay? And that's uh, Dr. K. Slayton.com. I have my own um, podcast. Now, when I talk about podcasts, I'm talking about what we're talking about right now. I'm talking about talking and leaving enough messaging for people to realize he was here and he was talking like this. And I'm hearing all this. I didn't hear him because that was the noise that were preventing me from just listening because we're talking about self-intelligence. is what you and I have been talking about as human intelligence while being black. But self-intelligence, because that's more acceptable because they think we're talking about self-centeredness, but I always talk to you about the sense of feel for self, other people, and the environment because we're inclusively competing, see, all the time. So uh, what's another one? Um, Wow. I think that website, then I have my business website, which is brainsbody.net, which you can get a free consultation with me. Um, And then we go from there, I do learning plans, I do all kinds of things to help you begin to understand the science of self as a human being, dealing with the emotion. Because emotion is in everything you do, but so is thought. And the confusion is the conflict between your thinking and flowing through emotion. And you have to balance that to understand and sense and receive past functions. So I say neurophysics because you are observable, that's the environment of you, and then you're invisible, right? Which is the neural systems of you. And then self is between that functionality that allows you to know how to deal with emotion because you sense, feel, to focus self. See, you, Focus you and then the receive uh, messaging kicks in, and you're aware of what you're processing. And that's that emotion. So that emotion is now balanced. Okay. So the thought and emotion is not, you know, in a woman and you're trying to figure out how to control yourself because what we're talking about is sense, feel, focus to inform the brain, discipline the body, and manage your senses the way they all function fluidly because you have to focus the process cycles that you move through for contact interaction to cooperate participate and perform at your highest levels while being emotional <laughs> that you know that's brainsbite.net. yeah i hope i didn't i hope i didn't go too far off the rails but you are magnificent let me say that too you're Your testimony to me really motivated me because you give me hope. I never met you, but I can see how a person like you sort of walked through our systems and how you work, walk through your systems and that co-action that you talked to just got me going because you're the future and you're also representing the future's future and you're telling me not hope but help help is here no because i'm watching it so that's that's
0: you've been magnificent for me thank you i just i just do me (laughs) i figure like i figure like this you know my ancestors it it probably comes from my ancestors you know um I don't, I don't consider myself to be anything spectacular or anything like that because my ancestors, they're the ones that, that were spectacular to get me to this point. Um, so I, I put all my, all my, my faith in my, and my, I don't know what word I'm trying to use, all my whatever. I give all my blessings to my, to my ancestors so I can be able to do these things, um, but uh, thank you, Dr. Christopher Slayton, for coming on my podcast. Nobody wants to work, though. Y'all, my name is Elise Robinson, and y'all can find me at www.taxes.services. And uh, I just wanted to specify the date. The date your book comes out is January 15, 2024, because um, I do like to date the podcast, so um, so people know these things. Um and yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. <laughs> Take
1: Thank you for off. having me. Thank you for having me.
0: Let me see how I stop it. Uh, stop it. And nope, I don't want to end it. Nice. Here we go. <laughs>